Don't know much about it. Didn't see a lot of prep for this. Didn't see a lot of lead into this. But it's a really, really good heist movie. The bad guys? The bad guys. It's it's animated. It's off of a book series or a book, a famous book. Okay. And they do not waste any energy on naming the characters. The characters are Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Shark, Mr. Piranha, and Miss, Miss Tarantula. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? As it happens, we're coming to you from the People's Republic of California. Ted, how the hell are you? <laughs> I am good, my friend. I am good. I'm a li- I'm a little more energized than you this from this week. You are activities. more energized. Yeah, I am not. <laughs> I am wiped out, sore. My calves are killing me. My lower back from standing in lines. Ugh. Good Lord, I'm I, I'm just I, I'm 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 like a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into all that, why don't we get to beer? And you have a cool walrus glass. Yeah. So uh, tell me about it. The cans. So I went to Handy Market this morning. Got my breakfast breakfast burrito chorizo. So let me guess. Just from looking at that, it looks like there's some coconut in it. Okay. The 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 walrus has a monocle and a top hat and a coconut beverage right but there's probably coconut in the beer i'm saying i don't know what the monocle and the top hat has to do with it <laughs> it's like a tropical ipa okay no it's <laughs> it's a tropical stout it is an english style barley wine with oh. coconut and coffee to to have a, a, a theme for the evening a theme for coconut and coffee no we, we both have coffee beers oh i didn't mean to give yours oh beer, man so. you're, you're Ted, Ted. Hey, spoiler <laughs> sorry, alert sorry, sorry spoiler alert all right i'm gonna pop this barley wine and what's the name of it what's the name of it it's oh it's called goodnight waltz goodnight moon <laughs> goodnight waltz goodnight waltz in what brewery it is casa agria so i have campgrounds grounds the camp grounds which is grounds yeah you get a coffee <laughs> Uh, hazelnut coffee and vanilla, uh, one pint. It's a really clean looking, not so artsy as yours. Mine's more clean. Yes. Yellow and like a brown or like a golden yellow and brown. Your Yours matches your, your aesthetic. You have, you have a very minimalist aesthetic, don't you? you? That's you. That's your thing. I try. I try. But the boys keep bringing in junk. <laughs> okay. And mine is an imperial stout coming in at drum roll please uh oh uh oh Thirteen percent. Ah, damn! I should have saved mine. <laughs> what is what is yours? Mine's eleven point two. Oh, that's good though, man. That's yeah. good. We're both yeah. over. T- we're both over ten. We're we're doing the ten. We're doing over ten. Yeah. I could say so. We were down at Disney this week. Okay. Yes. And one thing I want to say is Ballast Point actually does have good beer. Yeah. A lot of their stuff is like the fruity, juicy, hazy, sweetsies, and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, that that the one grapefruit sculpin is is still. Uh, rock solid. I mean, if you if you you know everybody talks, we we talk about that hot day, the hot day beer, and for me that is my number one like Fourth of July hot day beer. If you have a cold six pack of Sculpin, like I'll down him. <laughs> yeah, I had I don't know what it was. It was some IPA they had. It was very good. You you had that flight, man. I love that flight. 
Well, the the flight came in second. That was our dessert, mm. and we both had. Well, Clarissa had some uh, imperial porter bourbon barreled something or other, you know whatever. Yeah, and I had like uh, some IPA that was like nine percent or something. And then for dessert, though, we had a flight of a number of different barrel aged things. So it was like oh, rye whiskey, Cabernet Sauvignon. It was all these different. It, it was very good. It was very good. Did you get a picture of the card? Did you? I saw the picture. You have a nice picture with the kids in the background. I did get a picture of the menu so we could see what they were. Awesome. But, but yeah, we were down at Disney. So one day at Disney. Disneyland one day at California Adventure night before we did any of it we were at uh, Disney uh, downtown Disney for dinner and Legoland yeah, and yeah not Legoland but the Lego store like the Lego store yeah we come out of Disney expecting Disney stuff we come away with more Lego <laughs> Wizards chess we've been playing and uh, an ATST or something, whatever they got. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Disney is not the Disney of my youth. Uh, it is uh, it is a corporate conglomerate. I mean, it is. Uh. <laughs> it's just it's unbelievable. I mean, lots of fun, but man, it is it's different. And I think my biggest complaint, both of me and Clarissa, was everything is done through the app. You can't order ice cream without going through the app. Oh, that, that so then in the, in the cozy cones is that what you're talking about? Like, oh yeah, you know where I'm talking about. <laughs> the cozy cones is the only place where you where people walk around cursing the app because they're like, you can't just walk up the window. You can't just walk up the window. And I guess I'm just used to it now. So this is not something like we're bitching about. This is like what everyone's bitching about. You know, I guess you if you go there enough, you hear the other people complaining about it, and 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 you kind of forget. And and the kids love the cozy cone for the whatever they get. I forget what she gets. Soft serve or whatever. We had soft serve. They they like the mac and cheese. There's a mac and cheese over there that they like. It's a pretzel uh, safety cone. Yeah. So the kids get that. But yeah, you have to order it on the app. And I was like, other than that, that's the one place. And you can and and actually everywhere else. It's so funny because everywhere else you can order on the app. And ordering on the app everywhere else is faster and easier and much more preferred. But just in co- in the cozy cone section, it becomes a a crucible. It becomes like this this put upon thing because it's the only way to do it. And as and and even I I, I now I I remember the first time I walked up. And I was like, are you serious? I can't just talk. I'm talking to you, lady. Just That's exactly what we said. Yes. <laughs> we walked in and I said, uh, uh, four chocolate swirls, please. <laughs> and she said, you have to go back there, scan the QR code, order on the app. I'm like, okay, but, you know, since I'm here right now, could you just get it? Uh, no, we don't have any cash machines. I'm like, really? I'll pay. I'm paying with a credit card. Oh, uh, we don't have that here. <laughs> We have really? no way you to, have we, no way for me to pay no for this thing. No point of sale. It's yeah, <laughs> right. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> I walked away. I'm like, you got to run it. Clarissa, because Clarissa was like the app queen. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wanted no part of it. I'm like, Clarissa, get your phone out. <laughs> oh, and Anne has to run the app too. It's it's exactly the same. <laughs> I was like, Anne, you put all the cards on your app. You put all the things in your app. You do all the exactly. Stuff. Well, like. A, a room key, everything was on her phone. I'm like, dude, if 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 I get lost, like I'm I'm sleeping outside tonight, you know. Like, which which hotel were you at? Paradise Pier. Paradise Pier, yeah, yeah. Is that where you guys stayed? We have we stayed at Paradise Pier and the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. Um, we've not done the Grand Californian because we don't want to spend what six hundred dollars a night or something. Yeah, we also had the most expensive breakfast we ever had yesterday at at Goofy's Kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, Goofy's Kitchen is great. Yeah, it was great, but my pancakes and bacon was two hundred and fifteen dollars. 
I was like <laughs> outrageous. But I have to say though, man, in in all in all honesty, that's all you can eat. Tim, it was all you can eat. Yeah, Tim was like he's he's a little bit like hey, you know, I'm like cool nine year old. Like uh-huh. this is this is fun, but like hey, I'm laid back. But the look on Mike's face, I mean, like the brightness out of his eyes when when the characters came out. Yeah, it, it, it was all worth it. I mean, it was it was like a magical experience, as they say. And and the, those times are fleeting. Like you said, even Tim is kind of like a little he's not fully jaded to it, but he has to act like he's jaded to it. Right. <laughs> like he act like it doesn't get to him. <laughs> I've, I've been there, done that. Yeah. For, for my little brother. <laughs> Just get me another hot cocoa. <laughs> But you know the thing I like I think I like about um Goofy's kitchen is that everything is so small so you can get a bunch of different things. Exactly. Yeah. It would no it was really good. I mean they made me like this made to order omelet, you know, and I mean, it, I, I left full. It was it was very good. Uh, you get the complimentary goofy pictures and all that stuff. And yeah, it was really cute. We we went one day. We went one year for Bryce's birthday and it was before I had my shoot in Orlando. So I had a I had a, you know, we always go on Bryce's actual birthday. He wants to go to Disneyland just himself with the parents. And my mother-in-law was here at the time. So and where does Audrey go? She goes to school. So it's usually like a weekday. So we take Audrey to school. Oh, okay. You, you, you take the day off then for Bryce. And then we then he plays hooky. Nice. And it was funny because we, we played hooky and we had, uh, you know. Every day of school is important, Ted. <laughs> so both his grandmothers, Anne and myself, take Bryce to Disneyland. So it's very special. He has all of his favorite people there. And I have one pre-pro meeting that I have to do during breakfast. So we're at Goofy's Kitchen. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to step away. Going to, you know, just like do this little pre-pro 20 minutes, you know, fuck, no way. <laughs> I'm, I'm off for an hour. The hell's a pre-pro? Oh, pre, pre-production. So like you have to like make sure that everything's in alignment with the production company. So you're working while you're there? Yeah. Well, no, I just, I'm on the phone. I'm on the, you know, I call in to a Zoom and. Right. But you're still kind of working though while you're there. Yeah. I had to take this hour away from his breakfast gotcha okay yeah yeah and my 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 mother-in-law uh, you know they're there and they're like is he okay why is he waved so long and i'm like and Anne's like he has to like we're going to orlando like he has to make sure that everything's working when we go there so I, there was a bunch of things that needed to be buttoned up and and taken care of so i'm out in the patio outside goofy's kitchen like on my phone trying to you know sort it all out and uh you know typically you have your computer in front of you and you're like doing all this stuff, but I'm just doing it all for memory and hoping that, that I can figure it all out. So even after I could, got back, I was like, I need to like debrief myself on the meeting I just had. So it was so funny because and, uh, you know, and of course, we're, you know, the boat, my, it turned off my 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 in-laws a little bit to the whole scenario. But it's something you know, sometimes you have to do that, you know. Right. But, yeah, I'm glad you got to Goofy's Kitchen. That's a great that's a great spot. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I know ride talk is extremely like boring <laughs> for a podcast, but I do have to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy for one second. OK. When it was Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. I went on it like 20 years ago or something. Yeah, of course. And. And, you know, it's just it's it's incredible. 
So we're in line and everybody's always wanting to know what's this ride? Right. How is this ride? Is this ride fast? Is it a roller coaster? Does it does it have any drops? You know, all this stuff. Right. And I just played stupid the whole time. Like, I, I don't know. We're just going to go on this ride, you know, because I didn't want anyone to like back out because I know I knew they would have. Oh, yeah. So we get in and everybody's there and I'm like, all right, make sure you buck. Uh, Mike's sitting next to me and uh-huh. Clarissa was going to have the two boys and her and I next to each other. I'm like, why don't you just like put Mike in between and then put Tim over there and just to make every sure other. like yeah, every, other. every other. Right. So it starts the ups and downs, like, spoiler alert. But, <laughs> no, but it starts doing the ups and downs, like, you know, how it does. And you're, like, freaking out because it's so fast. I mean, Mike has tears streaming from his eyes. <laughs> and they're going down, and then they go up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Clarissa's losing her mind. Right. I look down at Tim. He's both hands in the air, like, smiling. Free-floating. Free-floating. <laughs> Free I mean, it was insane. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So anybody who knows a ride that no one else knows, just keep it to yourself and let them just experience it, you know? And Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot. No, we had a great time. Luckily, Disney's a conglomerate, but they I think they've really woven the IP into the park pretty well. All of the IPs they woven in. Yeah, I mean they have they have it they have it sectioned off. You feel like you're going from world to world, you know what I mean? It's like like when you walk from Adventureland into Star Wars Land and like the rock slowly morphs into the new rock. Right, exactly. And and there's and there's even an audio shift. There is, yeah. You know, have you noticed there's an a- ambient audio inside Gal- Galaxy's Edge that has like uh you know, has that that motif of Star Wars. Right. No, it's well done. It is well done. Did you get on um, Rise of the Resistance? We did. That was our last ride of the night. Oh, good. Okay. It was about two to two and a half hours all day long. Right about an hour before closing, it went down to about 45 minutes. Oh, and we're sweet. like, and we made, I mean, we literally from across the park, we <laughs> beelined it there because we saw the time. The one we did not get on was the cars. Okay. Radio, the racetrack. Radio we, we, Spring, Radio Racer, Radio, what is it? Yeah. Yeah, we got in line. It was about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. And we were like, ah, oh, that's kind of long. Let's go do some other stuff. We'll come back. Mm-hmm. We did the other stuff. It was two hours. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go do Guardians and all that stuff. We'll come back. Then it was over three hours. What? Yes. That's crazy. And we were like, you know what? Let's do dinner. We'll go do Spider-Man. We'll see where it is. And then it went. How long was Spider-Man? How long was Web Slingers? Hey. Hour, I think it was about an hour ten. And you didn't do Lightning Lane. You didn't do the Genie. What's the Genie? Where you can do the fast passes. Oh, Lightning Lane. I'm thinking Lightning McQueen. The right, right. No, we didn't. Both days, I would say, like when we got to Disneyland, mm-hmm. we probably did in the first hour. We probably did six rides. That's great, amazing. Yeah, you do Autotopia. Do kids like Autotopia? We didn't get to that one. Okay. So it's just the way time worked out, what they wanted to do. It just didn't work out. But no, you kind of let it's a fun place where you kind of let the kids decide what, you know, and there's nothing bad about them choosing the adventure, how you're going to put, you know, go through the day. And Autopia, (laughs) it wasn't that we uh, like other things got in the way and then we, you know, just started doing stuff and it just didn't happen. You know, like we finished Space Mountain and everything. Oh, good. Um, But I would say the majority of the rides were 30 minutes or less. That's great. Um, a number of them were 45 minutes, say. And so we, we didn't feel the need to do the lightning lane. That's good. 
Yeah. But there was there was a handful that were long and you know, we just toughed them out. I would say the the Millennium Falcon, though the model is outrageously spot on. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, it is. It that is awesome. Smuggler's Run. You're talking about the Smuggler's Run, right? Yeah. Smuggler's Run, right. I I would say the ride itself was uh eh. oh you didn't like it were you the pi were you the pilot or were you the no i was a, me and tim were gunners uh, okay i mean that being the pilot is I'm, I'm i'm sorry i should have told you like you gotta angle you gotta angle for the pilot or i'll wait for the next team to be the pilot or something like that you know well i would have put the boys at the pilot spots anyway i mean it wasn't for me anyway but it was less than exciting to say the least though i did i did have a good kill kill count i think <laughs> Well, Hondo, Hondo takes all your all their earnings anyway on that. Right. And I think for the 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 line, that was a longer line. And I think for the line, it was... Oh, it was like a letdown for, for the amount that you waited. It was suboptimal. Yeah. Oh, compared to, compared to Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance is a whole thing. It's a whole... Very know, cool. It, Very it, cool. It, what is it? It's like totally immersive uh, ride mix. Yeah. When you go in and you're underneath the AT-ATs. Yeah. Oh, that was outrageous you know <laughs> uh the one thing so here here's you know it's not your last time there right no no of <laughs> the, course the not. thing that uh, and the boy and i think the boys maybe mikey's a little young for single rider but single rider for both those rides for both the radiator springs and smugglers run smugglers run bryce and i did that smugglers run how do you do single rider you go up a different you go up a different um the side you know how if you go up to the front of smugglers run why do you want to do a single rider because you because you basically walk on you know that that line that you were in there for 45 minutes or an hour hour yeah bryce and i rode the ride itself four times in 25 minutes oh because there's like three a group of three so then you 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 tag into the group of three group of three four yeah any 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 number under six you're getting in there and what does the engineer do? Just sit there? The engineer uh, shoots a harpoon. You shoot you shoot the harpoon and you fix the ship. So a lot of buttons. Oh, that sounds of, exciting. A lot of buttons. Mechanic. A lot of buttons light up. Uh, and then you have to hit the hit the buttons to fix the ship, quote unquote. Um, and then the gunners, the gunners, I always tell the gun I'm always an engineer because I don't I don't care. I just ride it to, you know, be yeah, in there. Yeah. Um and I always tell the gunners, you don't have to keep hitting the button. You can hold the button down and it will continuously fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to feverishly tap the button, the fire button. Now you tell me. <laughs> I, I went on, Bryce and I went on the first time when we did that half hour relay of like four or five times. I only, I only did it three times. I let Bryce run it two more times because he just wanted to go back. Um, the first crew we were with, the four people in front of us didn't speak any English. And you're like, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> they didn't speak any Spanish or English or anything that the people, the people that were shepherding them through, they were trying to give them instructions and stuff. And they were just like, all right, well, <laughs> you know, they did the, 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 I'll just smack red lights. <laughs> and, I, and I was trying to point at stuff. And yeah, it's like, it's very, very difficult. Lot, lots of crashing into those uh, spires on your landing, you know? <laughs> no, overall though, a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, Though the food and everything is expensive at all the various restaurants and such, I mean, the food's all good. We wound up having a good, we had reservations at a dinner in New Orleans, you know, New Orleans Square, whatever oh, yeah. they call it. French Quarter. Yeah, in the French Quarter there, we had uh, we had dinner and... Oh, New Orleans Square. New Orleans Square is on the other, si on the other side. French, Qu French Quarter is the cheaper version of that, so... 
Yeah. Okay. Good. That's nice. Yeah. New Orleans. Whatever it was. Well, it wasn't cheap, but that's what I'm saying. We always eat on the other side, which is the French Quarter. Okay. Which is more cafeteria style, and yours is like a, an order. No. 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 Right. Yeah. No. We had a nice sit down where we had like reservations to a restaurant there and stuff, and uh, I mean, you know, like black and catfish. Yeah. And no, I mean, it was beautiful. It was awesome. Awesome dinner. Awesome food. The boys had a magical league fun time and you know when you see kids that age at disneyland like perfect i know it's like cliche it's but it age. is like magical yeah. you know what i mean and and even though it's not the disneyland of yore it is still a lot of fun and it, it you know sadly pirates was closed down yeah yeah but uh but other than that though i mean the whole thing and tim is my is my uh roller coaster partner oh good yeah so we did the loop-de-loop one in california adventure and, uh-huh. and that kid is just like he's a roller coaster. Like he just wants to eat him up. You know, he's like, what? what what's it called? It's it, Incredicoaster now. Yeah, it's like Incredibles or something. Or yeah, and uh, yeah, we and we saw a bunch of characters, Eeyore and uh, the Incredibles, and you know, I don't know, tons of them, Ant Man. Well, so we go walking into uh, Adventureland, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Ant Man!" And everyone's like, "Where?" I'm like, "He's you see him? He's on the ground. He's on the- <laughs> dad jokes, right? Oh, dad jokes at Disneyland. Gotta love it. Yeah, dad jokes. But anyway, so with all that, how was your week? My week was good. Uh, Anne is celebrating uh, family, a couple family birthdays in Jamaica this week. Ah, bachelor dad. I'm doing bachelor dad. I'm doing the. So you have the kids though, right? The kids. I have the kids and I take the kids to school. So she's solo uh, uh, travel? Yeah, she's solo. Okay. You know, it's like a destination birthday. So it's like only half a dozen aunts and uncles and all that stuff. And only half a, only aunts and uncles for one. Now she's with her other aunt and there's only four of them. So it's kind of like just girls only for, for the, for the the week in Jamaica, Jamaica. So, so nice. Yeah. But isn't it like a, there's like a family house in Jamaica or something? There's two family houses. Yeah. Two, two, two uncles. One, but two. (laughs) Two uncles have retired to Jamaica and, uh, and yeah, so. But yeah, no, it's 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 fun. We we talk to her every day on the ride in, you know. Very cool. Um, but for me, I get to go to work every day, go to my office, which is kind of it's 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 novel. Let's put it that way. Did you remember how to get there? <laughs> I just punch it up on the Tesla. You know, the te- you, that's true. <laughs> you've been you've been away from your office for almost two years. Two years, yeah, almost to the day. Is it weird or what? Tell me about it. It was a little strange walking in the first day and. I was like, oh, look, the calendar is up and it's for the right month, but it's 2020. I was like, I need a new calendar. Get out. <laughs> I need a new calendar on my wall. Wow. Nice to see the pictures of my family. You know, I have. Uh, I have. Was it like like time just stopped and then like you came back like yeah. almost like a zombie apocalypse <laughs> movie where you go in back and revisit after the, the after? I don't know why I had mustard packets in my drawer, desk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> they were all like dried and you know up what the crazy packets. thing is it's still good no no these are not good mustard packets I oh, see these are not <laughs> i would not trust them even if they looked good but these did not look good oh boy they were not uh, there was not a good seal on them green mustard <laughs> um yeah so i was in there and i'm just like you know luckily it was funny the the ipad will work as a bluetooth second screen which is kind of neat so okay i can have dual monitors not a Bluetooth second screen. Now that's cool. Yeah, right. I wonder. Oh wow. You can yours. Yours will totally do it. You just you know wherever you, where you see the little the icon. Well, yeah, mine's only a few months old, really. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. 
So yeah, so it's it's nice to have that that second screen when, when you need it. So I was in every day this week and it's still a ghost town. You know, like I was there with two other people on the whole entire floor um, and it was different two people every day. You know? So now that you've been home... Well, let me back up a second. So your kids are at school and you. Yeah. Oh, so because well, when was their spring break? It was two weeks ago, right? Two weeks ago was a spring break. That's when we went to Disney. OK, so ours is this week. So we went. Uh, so basically when I dropped them off, rather than coming all the way home, I could just go there because I have to go pick them up anyway. And then right. Then so you have to go spend all the time. So I had already told work that I'm going to be leaving, you know, work from two to to four at least. You know, you're like, it doesn't take eight hours to do eight hours work. <laughs> Um, but it was, I, you know, and I showed you today, I was like, oh, look, I got all the show. I got all the show stuff, all the, prepped all the show stuff that I'm only yeah, you're like, working you're like, on I'm Wednesday so night. not distracted. <laughs> and, and it's not even distracted by like people. It's more distracted by like, oh, the, you know, the eight hours that I couldn't. I got to empty the dishwasher. Yeah, I got to empty. Oh, don't tell Don't talk about the dishwasher. I, the kids broke the dishwasher last night, but I, I'm not going to fault them. You just replaced it. I know. I think I just have to. I have to clear the line. Oh. I think they put they put brock they put like broccoli like full broccoli. I pulled some broccoli out of the out of the the trap. Do they know not to? Do, do they know that they need to rinse the dishes before they go in? Oh, you don't even have to rinse it. You just you just need to dump the big ass pieces of broccoli that you didn't eat into the trash. They're putting like <laughs> they're putting like chicken legs in there. And, damn, why won't it? I thought it was gonna like just chew it all up. It's not a it's not a grinder in the bottom there. So I, I think oh, I think I just have to blow God. the line. I gotta you know I'm empty out under the thing. What is it about kids though, man? Like they will they will destroy everything out of sheer ignorance. Like I didn't know. I thought if I just threw like the giblets in, you know, like it would just take care of it. Not only that, it's like when you confront them with it. At least Bryce, he's just like so, so obstinate about it. I'm just like, just say you're sorry and we can move on. Like, don't, don't, don't be so defensive and blame like, well, the dishwasher did this to me. You know, I mean, like it didn't do anything to you, dude. Just like, just say you're sorry and move on. <laughs> I, t I tell the boys all the time, I'm like, I don't care. Just own it and say, yep, it was me and drive on. Because it will end faster. Exactly. No one's going to be upset. But the minute you lie about it, now I'm upset. And now you're yelling at me about what you did. It's like, I don't understand what's going right, on. Right, right. Yeah. Dishwasher tuck. All right, man. Streaming. Yes. You wanted to talk about streaming. I want to talk about streaming. We have a few streaming stories. Yes. Uh, let's start with the CNN Plus because we'll get it over just about <laughs> as quick as CNN started and ended. What in the world? It's like Quibi, but faster. Quick. <laughs> That's the joke. You you're read, you're reading my notes too. Damn it! You beat me to it. You beat me to it. Oh my god! I got your notes. Nice. Uh, but yeah, CNN Plus. What did they have? Ten thousand. They had ten thousand <laughs> like subscribers or something. It was like. I mean, literally like three weeks. It's over. Ah, uh, it's good. It's good to fail fast. I think if you're if you're an executive in that position and and you can see the writing on the wall you know it's it's got to be hard to make that decision and i think it's it's a good decision to make well can i ask though 
I mean, okay, you have 24-hour news channels. You have various different CNN products and things. What is there to plus out on CNN? I mean, other than like, I mean, like you could go to YouTube, you could do all kinds of CNN stuff. What am I going to get from CNN plus? Well, I think they had, they had an, they had an idea, a concept of, of creative programming. They had, they had shows. It's news. I don't want creativity. I want, I want news. This isn't Fox here. No, no. They, they, they wanted to do for news what music what MTV did for music, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where they spend, oh. where they spend 22 hours doing programming and two hours doing music videos. You know what I mean? I think they had a bunch of shows with, with talent and with concepts and with like food traveling and like the people taking over the mantle of that. Oh, so documentary style. Yeah. Just like unscripted tons of like investigative journalism. Yeah. But light, you know, a mix of that, mix of heavy and light journalism. So in other words, investigative journalism, Anthony Bourdain style. Food, food blogging, yeah. Food, food vlogging and yeah. Right, I got you. You know, and I mean, I think if you have the right programming, which might get into what one of the things we watched this week or well, actually tonight we watched it. Okay, so I could kind of get that, but I don't know. I don't think that's the space for a news channel, though. No, I mean, to have it standing on its own, and I think the, the executives saw the writing on the wall, and they saw that uh, they're not going to be successful in saying, like, a la carte, would you want to pay for CNN programming, you know, for whatever price point, when you can get Paramount TV, Paramount TV Plus, or Paramount Plus for $5 with commercials added, with, with commercial added. How much was this? I think, I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even look at that. It's not even worth yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure it was around that $5 price point, that $4.99. You know what sucks, though, is... They hired, I mean, I know, like, I read an article in one of the articles, maybe it was an article you sent, and, and there was a number of people that crossed over from other other uh, products that they have. But what sucks, though, is, like, you get hired on for this venture. Right. And literally within weeks, it's over. Right. Like, weeks, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you go from, like, wow, I have a new job, mom, <laughs> to <laughs> Not so a couple bad. weeks later, oh, my God, it already shut down. <laughs> Like just, I feel so bad, you know, for people that return the return the Birkin bag or whatever you got. <laughs> oh, like all of a sudden it's like CNN Plus. We just signed a new mortgage <laughs> for that one point two million dollar house in L.A. Oh, ugh. Don't don't get me started on that. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, and you see what other other streamers are doing and Peacock is kind of folding in MSNBC. So when Peacock, which you can get for free. Right. Is going to fold in their cable news network and kind of do their programming in, in a in a freemium space where you can. It's almost like they have a larger entity. Yeah. So like they have NBC essentially right. to roll into that with all their other programming, NBC sports. Etc. CNN doesn't really have anything else, yeah. though. I mean, if you think about Fox, right? Fox News, you know, it's going to sell hate, fear, and outrage, uh-huh. and that gets like the haters hating more and being outraged more because Mexicans are flooding <laughs> across the border, right? Yeah. CNN viewers are like, well, let's embrace them. But the but the embracing the middle of the road is not a place that drives any kind of, you know, any kind of strong feelings. Exactly. If you don't have strong feelings for it, you're not necessarily going to pay for it. That's exactly right. 
All right, let's move on to the bigger one though. So CNN Plus meh, <laughs> comes and goes. It's a uh, it's a really a blink of an eye, a flash in the pan. Quibby. He, it's yeah. It's it's not even gonna add a, a full uh, stone headstone. It's gonna be like just a little plate. On the ground. Exactly. But Netflix though. Netflix. So loses two hundred thousand subscribers. And that's not bad, right? That's that's in the greater scheme of things. That's not a lot. Seven hundred thousand were from like the sanctions on Russia. You know, when you're talking two hundred twenty-five million. But what I would say, though, is could this be the beginning of the end for Netflix? Well, here, here's the here's the real thing. The thing that is not buried, but I think this the lead people, people everybody talks okay. about the 200,000 they lost this quarter. Fine. The projection of losing two million next quarter is is to me the big news. I think. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because 2 million, what is that? 1%? Like it's just under, what? how many subscribers do they have total? 200 plus? Two? Uh, 2 million is, is a little less than like, uh, I don't know, 0.9% like or something. <laughs> but, but anyway, in, in a, in a quarter to lose that feels a little more substantial. Like raw numbers are more newsworthy than percentages, right? Yeah. Well, here, so my issue from with Netflix from the beginning was once if you only give Wall Street, you know, you're a growth company, right? So you have a growth multiple on earnings. And when you have a growth multiple on earnings, you can actually have a much higher multiple, you know, whatever, 40 or 50 times earnings can be your trading price or whatever it is. Mature companies could never run that multiple. But the only factor, the only number that Netflix has given Wall Street is the subscriber number and the subscriber growth quarter over quarter. And they've done amazing things to to blow this number out of the water. All right. Now I think you're reading my notes because I'm going to follow in if you don't get there. So go ahead. OK. Uh, and and it. You know, it's uh, it's funny to me that the thing that they're replacing we call linear television because linear television is like the television you have to watch on Wednesday night. You know, it's linear. You know, it's following the line. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, they have a linear stock price. They have one number, which is a subscriber number, and they give that to Wall Street and Wall Street says, all right, based on that number, here's their projected earnings. And it's very simple. It's a very simple math that they can do because they have a price point. And they just multiply that number of, of, of subscribers by the price point. And then they have the cost of goods sold, you know, the cogs. And then you figure out your EBITDA. You figure out your 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 take after that. And when you're a growth company, that's why you're, you're thinking it'd be a high multiple because you're just spending a lot of money to establish yourself. And I was thinking, too, it's it's one of those things. I mean, th like all told, they're first in the market yeah. or first to market. I don't think they're going to be last in the marketplace. I mean, CNN already proved right. that one. But Wall Street is punishing them with a 20 percent share price drop instantly. Yeah, an instant. Yeah, instantly. So I think regardless of whether or not this is here to stay or if it's a projection of the future, Wall Street is already punishing them for not growing quarter after quarter and falling by, I mean, less than a tenth of a percent. Right. But I think so. Here's my thought on the two million number. If it's a projection, then you can make the projection be whatever you want it to be. And let's let's uh, let's put a spoonful of sugar, you know, and make the medicine go down. Let's make it. Let's put a. Let's put our worst case. You know, we're, the the Wall Street's going to 
ding us on the 200,000, right? So at the same time, let's give them our worst case scenario for Q2, right? If you give us the worst case scenario for Q2, it'll push our stock price down even further. Now, does that mean now we're at a buy signal on Netflix? <laughs> like I'm too scared. I was looking at the stock all week this week and I was like, do I just buy some to just have it? You know what I mean? Like hold it for a quarter and see what they do next year. Cause next quarter, because if they come up a quor next quarter and they only lose a million subscribers, only right <laughs> then then the stock's gonna go up <laughs> right like they they beat their expectations right they expect they're expected to lose two million and then wall street's gonna bake that into the the stock price now so now their job is to lose less than two million over the next quarter <laughs> and then that's a win <laughs> right <laughs> And that's a win. We only lost 1.5 million. Oh, the stock's going up. Look at how amazing <laughs> we the are. The stock's going up. <laughs> you know what that's like? That That's like curing a toe fungus by shooting your foot off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other thing is, so they're looking at, and I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in our last episode or whatever yeah. episode it was. And what they're doing is, so they want to eliminate the house-to-house -house sharing or, or account sharing. Right, 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 right. And right now, my mom is on her account and my in-laws are on her account. So I share with both. And then the boys have... Kids, yeah. Uh, ...an account, you know, kids' account, and then we have ours, right? So there's four of us on on Netflix. They recently raised the price to, I think it's fifteen forty nine or fifteen fifty a month. Oh, I think it's even more than that. Yeah. Maybe it's 16 I don't know, but it's, it's about $16 a month. And... One thing I'm going to say is I keep it month in, month out because I know my in-laws <laughs> and my parents watch it. We do a little bit. You know, we're watching The Flash and we do watch some Seinfelds here and there. But overall, I think HBO Max is a much better value. Yeah. If you're looking at a similar price point, that is. And if they eliminate the house by house sharing or, or different accounts sharing, whatever you want to call that. So if you eliminate all that, I, I mean, I'm going to not cancel, but suspend Netflix for a little while because I'm going to do a lot of HBO stuff. And I think right now HBO is a better value when you look at a dollar by dollar comparison. I mean, Paramount and uh, who? Well, Hulu's a little bit high too, but but Paramount and there's a few others. I think Disney, Apple, they're all around like four or five dollars. Yeah, and those are a steal for like. $60 a year for like Apple, right. you know, for example. And that, I mean, that's a steal. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the great thing about Apple and Amazon Prime. <laughs> Tell me that you share those services because you can't. You can't share those services. <laughs> My bank knows when I log on with two different devices. How does Netflix not know? No, no. But I'm saying like Apple and A Amazon have done have have proof themselves against the account sharing because they're so integral to every other part of your life. You have an Apple phone. Oh, I like, see what you mean. Yeah. You you can't share your Apple ID with somebody. That's like your that's like sharing your social security number. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and not only that they're going to be like, "Well, we can't share this. You're activated on one device." Yeah, you need you need five you have five. You don't get two devices. You know, you have to have two separate accounts if you want two separate phones. So and then the same thing with uh, with Amazon, because that's your prime, you know, your your whole prime is set up. 
And Apple allows you to do like we have a family, we have a family account for Apple. So we share one Apple TV Plus and the kids can watch, or at least Audrey can watch Audrey watches stuff on Apple, Apple TV Plus. I think you have five devices. Right. And here's my question though. Okay, so I have Netflix. Let's say they get they do away or or any other service for that matter, but let's just say Netflix does away with sharing streaming. I now log in because we are on vacation at the Disney Resort. Right. All right, go to my mom's house. How do they know I'm not on vacation and I'm not just sharing it? Yeah, I have no idea how they're going to do it, what they're going to do. Um, so the big news is that I think they can be not losing two million, lose, losing less than two million uh, subscribers in the next quarter. But I think there's a need for Reed Hastings to take another look at what he's what what he's actually in business of doing the if you look at the tesla model you know tesla as a company if it was if it was a car company it would be incredibly overvalued and the the multiples for the the price of what it's doing is not would not show what it actually is but it's not <laughs> but it's not a car it's not a car company you know it's more tesla talk it is a it is a an ai company that sells cars and has a network of charging stations and has the biggest factories in the world. And you know what I mean? It has, it has the highest concentration of, of scientists and, and engineers, uh, maybe save uh, SpaceX. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so like I'm fully, I'm fully indoctrinated into the Elon, into the Elon uh, cult, <laughs> the Tesla cult. Space Jesus. So I found out this week that, that, that you know, you think of AI, and you think of Tesla's AI, and what do you think of? What what's what is the AI doing? It's driving your car, right? Yeah. It's doing so much more than that. They have AI that is labeling. It's gathering data on you. It's labeling and learning how to name the video files that it takes from the car. So you know the car is rolling video. Oh, I got you. Yeah. And the minute you turn on the autopilot, and it's and it has AI that is labeling these short videos. And then it has a human component that goes in and, and proofs it. And as the human goes in and changes the names of the videos and, and does that, the AI learns and it gets better. So it has AI on every level and it's collecting so much data. Don't you think Netflix has tons and tons of data on us? They got to have so much data on the things you, they know what you like more than you know what you like. Right. And they know how to serve you up specific posters. They they have what, four different, four different uh, posters per, per person. Wasn't that that podcast you sent me? Like all about how Netflix operates. Yeah. And I'm just, and I think that they, they need to open up, a wider array of offering when it comes to telling what they're building and how they're building it more than just this one subscriber number. Well, I don't know. It could be the long tail of the death of Blockbuster. <laughs> we don't know. But let's get to kids, the kids in the hall. Yeah. Were you a fan of kids in the were you a fan? No, I was never really a fan of kids in the hall. Oh, I love the kids in the hall. It was my it was totally my humor. Growing up, I, you know, I, I've watched it and stuff. I think it was one of those things like it was like Kids in the Hall was came on like after Saturday Night Live or something. Uh-huh. OK, right. I, I believe that's what it was. And I was always so tired by that <laughs> point. I just went to bed and you, you were not a night owl for sure. Oh, I'm still not a night owl. I go to bed at like 830. 
No, and it came on, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, it was always the last skits of Saturday Night Live that I just never found funny because I was too tired. And then Kids in the Hall came on, and I'm like, I really don't want to watch this. I'm going to bed. I'm I'm a huge fan. I love I love these guys. What is the what what is the appeal to you? The appeal is the irreverence. I mean, they they point to it in this trailer. I love the fact that they're like it's more crass and vulgar, I think, than it otherwise was. No, or is it about the same? No, it's it's about the same. It's you know, there's a lot of devil talk. You know, there's a lot of you know. I love the idea of like you made a deal with the devil. No, just as bad. Amazon. You know what I mean? Like let's let's stick right, it to the right, right. company in our trailer. You know, who's paying for this? <laughs> and thing. it's and it's the it's that irreverence. That's like the uh, peacock streaming one where like nobody watches this and they're making <laughs> right, fun exactly. of their own streamer. <laughs> Or it's like Jimmy Kimmel doing the upfronts and you know talking bad about ABC and stuff. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I like I like that irreverence. Their their skits are so far in outfield, like they're just like they're just ridiculous. Like there's a chicken lady who's like oversexed, and it's just one of the it's just one of the char- one of the characters, and she always invites men to her to her house, and she's trying to have sex with them, but she's a chicken. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it doesn't make any sense. It's non it's total nonsense. Sense. I mean, invisible knife, invisible gun. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous things that 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 anyone can do. That means every scene is a Chekhov's gun, <laughs> exactly. Because there's an invisible well, gun. Well, somebody has right? to say invisible gun so that there's. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I, I don't know. I might check out an episode or two. You know, we still have uh, Amazon for as long, when when you know. I don't know. We'll see if we renew it or not. But I'll check it out. I don't know if I'll be a fan, <laughs> uh, but an episode or two I think is worthy. I, I and maybe that's why because you know my friends and I in high school we did a lot. We you know I had my video my VHS tape recorder and we did a lot of weekend crazy videos <laughs> and we didn't have a budget for anything. So, so you would end up saying things like, uh, you know, like pointing with your hand gun, you know, with your hand as a gun and you, you know, yeah, yeah, to yeah. shoot with that and, and do different things like that. So you, you kind of have to suspend disbelief to such this, this highest of levels to, to even get into the concept of what they're doing. So I don't know. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, let's get to the big one. Okay. And uh, I think the one that Clarissa is into. <laughs> and I'll, well, whatever. I'll get to that. But <laughs> Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. Love the Guns and Roses uh, soundtrack behind it. The battle chains. Are you doing battle chains, Ted? I want to get my battle rope out. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta crank that song and put the battle rope out. But no, when I saw the battle chains, I was like, "Oh, Ted's gonna love this <laughs> battle chains." And it's like when when the when the music really comes up, he's just started to do the battle chains, and uh, and he's still Fat Thor in that one. So that, that's the funny part, <laughs> right? So we watch, and Clarissa says. Oh, yeah. You know, nothing like cute younger guys. (laughs) And of course, I'm like, because we're in that 13 year differential right now, right? Between our ages. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. What did you say then? Get in here and defend yourself. I just said he was hot. (laughs) There was a younger in there. That's what Jim heard. I did not say it. 
Oh yeah, like I hear, oh he's hot, and all I'm hearing is he's young, <laughs> hot young thing. Uh huh. I get it. I look it up. He's born October 11th of 83. Clarissa's born June 13th oh. of 83. So I'm like, okay, you're right. He is younger than you. <laughs> Two months. But the thing is, so we're sitting there, and and I, you know, we're in that 13 year differential right now, me and Clarissa. I'm like, okay, younger, I get it. You know, I do my thing to stay fit and everything. I, you know, it's like whatever. You do, yeah. But seems like a typical Marvel movie. Really? I don't know the quips, the jokes, yeah, the one liners, the. Yeah, it just seems typical. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it's like, you know, it's a typical Marvel movie. Well, I don't think I think it's only typical because you have a uh, a couple of Guardians of the Galaxies and you have Thor Ragnarok. I, th- I think Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite of these, you know, of these the first decade. Good one. Of, of yes. Movies. And I think this is going to follow along those lines. And I like the thing that I the thing that this kind of alludes to is that in Infinity War, when uh, when we first come across Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy together, you know what I mean? They have this angel pirate, you know, scene where where he's like talking, you know, all the Guardians of the Galaxy are like fawning over Thor, and it kind of forges this a galactic relationship, right? Like Thor is kind of embedded with these guardians of the galaxy. So I love that the tables have kind of turned where (laughs) Peter Quill is giving him some advice, some sage advice in this trailer. And Thor is kind of as lost as Peter Quill used to be, you know? So it's like the tables have turned a little bit on this. Ragnarok. I agree with you as being one of my favorite uh, Avengers movies or favorite uh, Marvel movies? Marvel. Marvel, yeah. My first run through with it was probably my least favorite as we went through. Once we watched it in sequential order instead of release order, it became my favorite Marvel movie, uh, probably next to Ant-Man being my second favorite. And I really appreciate both of those. And they're probably, when you think about in the grand scheme of the story of the of the Avengers and Marvel, they're probably the ones that could be most forgotten. The least important to the overarching storyline, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The least important to the overarching theme. But yet they're probably the the, the funniest and the most enjoy the most entertaining of all of them. Right, right. They, they, you know, the same. And I think we've said this before as well. The same way you have the pacing and comic uh, light moments within a movie, they came at points in time where you need a you need a little levity, you need a little, some lightness within the series of releases of movies. So it, it's like it's pacing within the greater arch of the, all the movies together. So this one's gonna be great. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. What we're watching. What are you watching? Okay. So I got a list. Oh, boy. He's got a list. Do I, do, I, do I start with the most impressive thing or do I? Let me start with the most impressive thing. I'll tell you what. You go. No, you go. You tell okay. me what you're watching and you, and you just like lay it out there what you think you need to talk about. <laughs> okay. So the thing that most impressed me this week was Overlord. I finally saw Overlord. Overlord. Oh, Overlord. Yeah. Overlord. Can, the World War II one. Can you guess what episode that was from? Uh, episode 93. 39. Episode 39. GTFO. <laughs> so episode 39, which was released on September 20th. Wow. 28, 2018. 
So September 20th, 20, 2018, episode 39, I was like, do I give it a listen? Do I listen to this? Do I listen to how horrible you are? We actually were hitting a pretty good stride. I think you had gotten into the whole audio design thing by then, and and it was pretty good. There's a leading zero on our episode number count, so it was like it was like EP039. I was like, you we're going to get over 100. We need the leading zero. Um, 52 minutes in is when our, our discussion of Overlord takes place. And you are so spot on with like everything about World War II. You're, you're such a World War II nerd that you're like, what did I say? What did I say? You're like, you're like complaining about the planes and the stripes on the planes. You're like, oh, Overlord is the code name for the mission of Normandy. (laughs) I was like, I saw the movie and I still don't even know that. Like, um. And then you're like, it was still a segregated army at the time. So the fact that they have these people together is a little, you know, uh, creative license. And I'm like, oh, yeah, see. And you were you were spot on on all of it. Nice. I'm glad I was. <laughs> and I love this movie so much. It's on Paramount Plus. So I'm glad I have Paramount Plus. OK, I'm going to have to watch Paramount Plus. You have Paramount Plus? No, I'm, but I, I'm going to have to get it, though. Yeah. Five dollars. So we got it for Picard because Anne wanted to see Picard. And I said, yeah, let's just get it. So she went to the bathroom and I I was bu- in the middle of buying it and I was going to buy it without ads. Do you know what I mean? But she came out of the bathroom. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm buying Paramount Plus for us. I'm going to I'm going to subscribe. And she goes, well, there's a there's a there's a commercial tier right there. And I was like, OK, so I did the commercial tier. Five dollars. It's pretty cheap with commercials. Oh, OK. Oh, oh. So five bucks as ads. Five bucks as ads. But the nice thing about the movies you know, when you watch the movies, some of these movies, especially this one's 2018, uh, no commercials in it. You play a, a couple commercials before it, and then the movie just plays out continuously. It doesn't have like commercial breaks breaking up the movie. Oh, I got you. Okay. So that's that's the best of both worlds. I'll, I'll watch, you know, two minutes of commercials in the front of a movie. That's how Peacock is. Yeah. On some of the stuff. Yeah. Some of the stuff. Yeah. But the first 15 minutes of this movie are so intense that there are times... Sorry to interrupt you, but I love how you went back and listened to the episode. I listened to the whole thing because I was like, I'll just, I'll scrub through and I'll find, uh, I'll find it. Uh, And you even, you know, our cold open for that week was you coughing. (laughs) And I was like, this is is Jim pre-COVID, like coughing up a lung in the beginning of this episode. (laughs) I was coughing. Okay, I gotta listen now. Jeez. Um, So the first 15 minutes of this movie... It has this, you know, war, you know, you've seen Band of Brothers. You've seen you've seen Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. And there's moments of intensity to war that just gets you that catches your breath. You catch your breath and you're just like you hold your breath and you're like and you don't know what to do. And it's masterfully film master filmmaking where the points where it's catching your breath. They switch to a master shot and they hold this one shot around minute 10 or 12 or something like that. And you are just like, get out of the plane, jump out of the plane. <laughs> I don't care that you see like the last two guys that jumped out of the plane got hit by flack, you know, and taken out completely. Your chances of jumping out of the plane, 50-50 when you jump out of the plane. Your chances, if you stay on this plane, zero. <laughs> zero. Dead. Like, yeah, the plane exactly. is plummeting right. to the ground. You jump out because you have a 50-50 shot of living. You know what I mean? And that and that kind of intensity to, to wow. film it in a shot where they're not cutting away, where they just slowly, you know, like rock back and forth between this, oh. between jumping out. Yeah, so. Okay, we got to see it. Uh, that and then. And, you know, you even talk about the turn in the in the trailer, right? You talk about like, you know, we'd always talk about the turn in the trailer and it changes from a war movie to a zombie movie. 
And there's the, there, there are a couple great turns in the movie itself. So I think even that was emblematic. Oh, this is a zombie movie. This is the one where the Germans are doing the zombie. Yes. And you were thinking of uh, Far Cry and stuff. Like that. <laughs> how do I not? How do I not? I mean, I'm, like, we are zombie aficionados. <laughs> How do I? How did I not watch this? Because it's only on Paramount Plus, and it's hard to. <laughs> oh, I guess that's why. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that was the big thing that I watched this week. Um, very happy about that. You would love it. Um, the other things, uh, Quiet Place Two. So that on Paramount Paramount Plus as well. Okay. A lot, a lot of Paramount Plus watching. Well, you're paying for it. Why not? <laughs> Uh, Quiet Place Two was okay. They kind of show too much of the of the aliens. You know what I mean? There's a lot of aliens running around slashing people, and it's just like you got the money from doing one, and now you're going to show the aliens all the time. So it has some of the elements of the first one. It has some decent storylines, but I think just way too much of a a slash. It turns into a like a alien slasher movie. Um, Baywatch, <laughs> the 2017 Baywatch movie. You know, just a fun uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. Don't tell me Hasselhoff was in it. He he does a little cameo in it. Oh, okay, okay. He 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 talks up uh, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson when he ends up uh, getting kicked off Baywatch and goes to work at the Sprint store <laughs> selling phones. <laughs> so. Um, that that's a fun movie. And then the last thing, oh, Halo. I'm watching Halo, the series on, on Paramount Plus. Oh, is it good? It depends on what you're in for. So it kind of hits you. Is it, is it video gamey? Yeah, it is. It hits you in the beginning. Like it's going to be action because it has some great action sequences in the, in the first episode. And the last episode, it had some decent action in it too, but there are, there's a lot of like slow science <laughs> through, through, through a couple of the episodes and i was expecting to binge it like i was watching it in the background at work you know and uh and i'm like oh this is good i could kind of binge this you know one or two days two or three days for the season and i get to the third episode or the fourth episode and then it tries to show me something else and i was like oh god i'm now i'm caught up to real time you know what i mean how am i gonna watch this every week you know i'm not gonna remember i'm not gonna remember to watch this every week (laughs) there you go Exactly. That's the problem with it. We talked about that. We're not going to go. We're not going to return. But the thing that I did return to finish was we crashed. And uh, if if you haven't seen it, it's definitely good. Oh, okay, okay. And I think to me, we crash is the defense of Elon Musk. You know, people people give Elon Musk a lot of shit for being crazy and kind of acting like a fool sometimes in his personal life. That's kind of out in the public. He just pumps and dumps stocks and does all the crazy stuff. That's his problem. I think he the SEC needs to catch up with him. <laughs> but if you look at what at, um, what is his name, Andrew? Uh, oh shoot, whatever the we the we uh, Lloyd Reb- Weber. <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Weber. No, Adam Newman. If you look at what Adam Newman, the founder oh, okay. of We. Uh, we work what he did and what what they did together oh it's so gross and disgusting and like just a just a bad look for huh. for founders and just building a lot of nothing with a just a with just his own veracity his own just like he just had a head of steam and that's what he sold people his head of steam and was and once once you're done with the head of steam what do you have nothing you have air hot air you know what i mean like so it, it ends fittingly uh I don't know how it ended in real life. Now I want to know how it ended in real life. If he really didn't get all the money that he was, that he had, you know, angled for. He, he, he tried, he tried to get a 
close to a billion dollar payout. He kind of held the company hostage from its investors by staying on as the, you know, as the main shareholder. So it's interesting to to see okay. how they played it out. It's a very well done documentary. So we shall see. I'm on to the next thing. So we'll that that's about all I did. How about you? All right, with what I'm watching. So you were on what was it, episode uh thirty-eight, I think you said? Thirty thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. I went back to episode sixteen. Oh wow. Ready player one. Have you seen it? I have seen it. It's been a long time since I've seen it though. Yeah. Much better than I anticipated. Okay. So it was it was good. Where where did you watch it? I, I will definitely watch it again. It was on HBO Max. And uh, I think I love the life metaphor of it's not about the destination, but the journey. That's true. So that was the main message, I think, that was in there. And just to keep playing the game, you know, and not to uh, try and get to the end too quick, because once you get to the end, it's uh, over. You're dead. <laughs> it's like my father-in-law always says, you know, Frank always says, once my projects are done, I'll be dead. I don't think I want to finish. Uh, so, no, it was good. It And I was... I forgot. It's been a long time since we talked about it, of course, but I was surprised that Steven Spielberg was the director. Yeah. Yeah. Very good movie. Very good movie. Passion project of his, I think. Uh, Severance. We finished that. Okay. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit because I know we kind of been going along and I'm going to say I'm a bit disappointed. Ah. Uh, so I love the twist. I loved everything about the last episode. Oh, wait. Spoiler, spoiler alert. No, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Oh, I want to give spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, okay, you give spoilers. No, I'm, ang well, maybe, okay, angry might be a strong way to say it, but I'm upset that I have to live a second season when they could have finished it up in a 10th episode. So here, here's my thing, my, and, and, I, and I follow that those lines. I said this in the middle of We Crashed, that when you watch a miniseries or a series that has this kind of cliffhangerness in it, the number of the series isn't as important as the number within a sequence. The number in the series isn't as important as the number in a sequence. Oh, the the number the number of the episode isn't as important as the number of n. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you you were upset that they ended the, they ended the season like that. Okay. Guess what my life's like because I thought that we had one more episode to come. And when Friday came around and I Oh, you didn't know it was over. <laughs> When Friday came around and I was like certain, I was like, all right, all right, they, they served up, we crashed. Great. I'll get to that later. But I want to see the season finale of Severance. So <laughs> so you thought the season finale was after the I season didn't, finale? I didn't read it up. I just saw like, you know, when, yeah, when she steps up on stage and gives that speech, it, it's not even a cliffhanger. It's like. It's it's table setting. It's literally table setting for what you can lay out. Exactly. <laughs> they could have finished that whole thing in one episode, but now I have to wait an entire season to see what happens. And 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 you know that all you want to see is like the first one and a half episodes max of the next season. <laughs> That's why I said they could finish it in one episode. Ugh. I mean, the reveal that she is an Egan is so good. It's so good. It's so right there and you've never seen it. Right. It's so obvious, but yet it's not obvious. 
her name is Hallie E. Like her last name has been an initial this whole time. It's been in your face. <laughs> exactly. She is an heir to the to the throne. Her innie doesn't know it. Right. But her innie, her innie follows through. Think of, I mean, if you were an innie and you were put in that situation, you got to have some serious like gravitas to to be able to stand up in front of a crowd and still deliver that speech that she delivers. You know what I mean? But think about it like this. Your Audi knows your innie is in there doing stuff. <laughs> you topped off. <laughs> I know I went and had a I went and did another I no, I did a pour right, off the keg. Saying. You have a keg. I just have a uh smog city storm maker here. What's the a- ABV on it? Six percent. Little little light. Little light. Okay, mine's seven. So yeah, yeah. We're we're going light now. <laughs> seven and six. But I mean to send yourself in knowing you you're living this dual life. You have this any in there doing its thing and while and then it comes out and does this. Yeah. And it's like it's not it, it's almost like your Audi is waiting for the any to come back. But the any is in there. It's just, oh, my God, it's so bizarre, man. It's so bizarre. And and to be back at work this week, you know what I mean, is in the office to be in the office. Well, that's why I said when you were there, I said, Ted, it's, you took that picture in your office. I said, oh, it's your any. <laughs> and I was talking to a coworker today and he was like, yeah, I finished severance today too, or whatever. And I said, yeah, you know, it's Disney, it's Disney right down to the founders uh, offspring talking against the company. Abigail Disney is a huge opponent against the Di- against Disney. Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Briefly. What's her beef? I think her, uh, employee stuff, I guess. I think, uh, I don't, I don't know her exact beef. Yeah. Something like that. Pay and treatment or something. And, and that's mostly for parks. I think for parks employees. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, you don't have to get into it, but I'm just saying, I was just curious, but, but no, I, you know, I think my, my biggest beef is that the the show ends with her about to give the speech and they could have wrapped up, you know, whether it's John Turturro or any of it, they could have wrapped it all up in the 10th episode, but they chose instead to go a whole other season. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm going to watch the second season. It's good. I like it. Um, The other thing we watched was the Batman. Okay, good. I'm glad. See, your, H- your HBO Max is paying off. You saw that. Dude, HBO paying, Max paying is like so we saw amazing. the Batman in the theater and la- and la- and yeah, I saw. Oh, like, you did. Uh, we we went IMAX to see it. Yes, you told me this. Yeah. So then, but last night, Audrey wanted to sleep on the sofa, and I was doing work late night on my air tables. Air table talk with Ted. <laughs> and Bryce went to bed, and so to not keep Bryce up. Because we we started Batman while Bryce is in the shower, but it's so dark and so loud and so, you know, in your face that Audrey said, I'm going to turn off the audio, take out my contacts, and I just need to see a hazy, blurry Robert Pattinson in my in the distance while I go while I drift off to sleep on the sofa here <laughs> while you work on your tables. So we watched the Batman last night for three plus hours, however long that thing is. With no sound, with no sound, Audrey can't even see it, and it's just playing in the background for me. <laughs> you guys are amazing. 
No, but what I love is I had they're like we finish and it's like Colin Farrell, you know, it's going through the the, the credit. And you're like, where? Where was he? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, who the hell was Colin Farrell? <laughs> you know that he, you know that on set he he has he's he's done stories and when they're doing the junket afterwards, he said when I was on set and I was talking to people that I knew, <laughs> people that I knew, like I knew personally these people. They're like, why We're are like, you who talking the fuck to are you? And he's like, I'm calling <laughs> Like he had to like say who he was because the makeup was so good. <laughs> I love the mob angle though. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think Batman is gone. Like the reason the penguin exists is because he's a mobster. I think they did. They didn't they didn't dive into it in a very in this full throated way. You know what I mean? He's always been he's always been he's always been like a cartoonish kind of character. Da- yeah, oh, okay. The Danny DeVito penguin and the the Jim Carrey Riddler are just very very different to these two characters in this movie. <laughs> well, they're more of the Adam West Batman as opposed or, you know, I mean, I think as time has gone on, Batman has become more grim dark. And the Joker scene at the end 100% is the Joker, yeah. Which I would assume is the Joker. Yeah, I read a couple of articles after, just uh, subsequent to figure it out. And they said, well, a lot of people said, oh, so that means another movie's coming out. And the yeah, Reeves, Matt, Matt Reeves yeah. is the guy, I guess. And he's like, it didn't mean to be that way, but it looks like it might be that way. But I'm not one to tell, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of a thing. Right. Of course. Which means yes. No, it was it was good. I think there were a number of scenes that were just a little bit too slow. But that car chase scene when he comes blasting through the fire. Oh, the fireball. Yeah, that was outrageous. I mean, you know, overall, I, I, I'm not a huge DC guy. I like some DC. I like Batman DC. Superman. Uh, I, I'm always uh, I'm always very critical of Superman because he's just he's Superman, right? He could do everything. Yeah. And when you think about like the 1940s Superman, he could leap tall buildings in a single bound. He couldn't fly. He could just jump high. Mm-hmm. Right. Only modern Superman could fly, which is why I like Batman because he's like a rich dude with like expensive toys who kicks ass. <laughs> Well, this this is one of the most vulnerable Batman that I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the brooding Batman uh, of this. He's a brooding Dark Knight, and and I think there's something. So, did you like? Did you see uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker as the Joker? I don't know if I did. You would know it if you saw it because it is it is pretty intense. And I I was a bit disappointed that they didn't weave him into it. Like I thought I thought that this was a universe that that could match the intensity of the world of the Joker movie from from uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. But yeah, so Audrey loves the their pick of the Joker in this movie. But I really like the Riddler in this. Did you did you like the Riddler? I loved the Riddler in this. Why you didn't? No, I loved him. I loved it. No, yeah, no, I totally did. The John Turturro and the Penguin and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, John, John Turturro was amazing. What's what's the best? Like where where John Turturro? Oh is, yeah, right. Like he's the he's. He's the most underrated actor, I think, in Hollywood. Well, I mean, he's a character actor, but he's he's elevated to this point where he can do the severance bit where he's doing the severance thing. And he has like this weird any relationship with Christopher Walken, you know what I mean? And he's this brooding artist with what? what is the motorhead? What did you say? Motorhead. Yeah. The ace of spades. 
Motorhead in the back, <laughs> Motorhead in the background, and then he plays like this kingpin type character where he's manipulating the Batman, you know. So, uh, you know, he has this range. And then, uh, what's your favorite role of his? My favorite is Big Lebowski. I think my favorite uh, movie with him was Mr. Deeds with Adam Sandler. Where every time he called for Mr. Deeds, he was like right over his shoulders. Lickety split. He's big Coen brothers. He's in everything Coen brothers. Go-to guy. Huge Coen brothers. Yeah, I'm looking at his IMDb page here. I mean, he's in all kinds of stuff, you know. He's probably the most underrated, widest breath actor i mean out there he could do he could do it all and he's still going i mean as as you know barton fink miller's crossing i mean we could do it all there's something about his frame and his stature where he can be both imposing from being tall and he could be vulnerable and like picked upon by being skinny yeah he could be you know that that whole miller's crossing where he's begging for his life come on you know like <laughs> oh the whole thing is just amazing so yes john Turturro is amazing but but to me so uh, paul dano and going back to the batman he was he was in it he like really wrapped his head in saran wrap for the majority of the movie so he could be in character and just be oh. the sweaty riddler you know it's just head wrapped in shit the riddler was awesome and i love how he when he was in that thing he had his he had his glasses on the outside oh, always <laughs> that was just the best i mean his reveal is so creepy when he's like he just shows up in the background Oh, it's so good. So good. Wasn't it, though? Oh. Uh, last thing we watched was right before the episode. It was like a moosh boosh. Okay, okay. 29 minutes, just a little taste of, of a return. We did, and I don't know the episode. I didn't look it up, but the biggest little farm. Oh, okay. I, I, got an, I got a text from them or something. And they have now, we saw when we were at Disney, there was a little ad, uh -huh. a little billboard thing. And it said the biggest little farm, uh, the return. Coming to Disney Plus. And, and, it, and the return was on Earth Day. Today we're recording on Earth Day. And it was uh, just, a, like I said, a moosh bouche, just a taste of what they've been up to and how they're coming along and and it was it was great i mean it was it was wonderful i i, I really enjoyed it we watched it with the boys <laughs> the pigs doing their things oh it's great all their trials and tribulations that they've had and they've had a lot of problems actually well that's not great but yes no but they've had a lot of successes too and it's in moore park which is like right down the road so we want to go pay him a visit because they do yes, tours yes. we should oh, all God. go we like talked about that in the episode. <laughs> we definitely we definitely said let's go <laughs> i know be like we do a podcast and we do this thing and we've been we talked about you guys a few times and my wife is blah blah blah, blah, blah. <laughs> here check out episode this and episode 193 <laughs> you know I, mean? I talked to a co-worker who, who remembered me today on my way out and I and, and I saw Jacob in the hall. He was like signing in some VO guys to do some VO uh, work. He's an audio guy. And Jacob and and he and I and I had my four pack of beer from Handy Market. <laughs> and I was kind of carrying it out in the open. And uh, he's like, "Oh, you got beer? <laughs> you got beer?" I said, "Yeah, they're show beers." And he was like, "Oh man, you still doing your podcast?" I was like, "We're on episode one ninety three tonight." And he was like uh, aghast at how how headstrong we've been <laughs> to keep doing this. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, so that's amazing. One last thing about the Batman. Here, here's my my question to you: the goodbye scene between Catwoman and the Batman <laughs> was it ridiculous to you that they would say goodbye and then motorcycle off in the same direction for so long? Do you did you did you reckon did you did you realize that? <laughs> No, I picked up on that, too. They're like, goodbye. Yes, goodbye. And like you expect to go the opposite ways, right? You got to go the opposite way. You got to you got to just film cheat that. You can't go have them go down the same road for two miles. <laughs> and then they ride together. For, it's like me and Clarissa going on a road ride. Clarissa, I'll see you at home. <laughs> and then we ride the whole way home. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Episode 59 nice. was a trailer perspective of documentaries. So we did The Inventor. Oh, okay. So which was uh, on HBO, you know, The Inventor out for blood in Silicon Valley. Elizabeth Holmes, right? So that was uh, yeah, Elizabeth Holmes. And then The Biggest Little Farm and Apollo 11 official, uh, official trailer. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. And we did Hobbs and Shaw, which is not a documentary. <laughs> So in typical trailer junkies fashion, we don't know what the hell we're doing. So we couldn't we couldn't even stick to a theme that week. We're like, we're gonna we're gonna stick at Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love how it says trailer perspective docs, <laughs> and then we put in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, what the fuck are we doing? Well, I love I love in episode 39 we have all these little like we wrote a blurb for each of the movies and I was like, "Oh god, we've definitely that's that's gone by the wayside." Dude, we have no energy for that anymore. I do my I do my write I do my little like your metadata your metadata uh, write up, a right? shtick. Not well, whatever. I just say it's episode 193 and this week Jim and Ted cover three trailers, two trailers. I don't even know what we're doing. And then I say, like, we're covering this, that, and then we also <laughs> drink beer and talk about our week. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and thanks for listening. I will say there's one other thing <laughs> that I forgot to mention, because like you, we had just come from it. So I don't know why I didn't remember it. We went to see, so we went to return some stuff at the mall over here, like uh, Topanga Mall. Okay. And uh, while we were returning that stuff, Bryce, we're in line. So I said, let's just do hot dogs for dinner at Costco because we can. We're right here, right? Um, Go for it, man. Mommy's on vacation. We're eating Costco hot dogs. <laughs> and then, and then when I tell Anne, she's like, "You can't eat that crap all the time." I was like, "You're away. You just be away. You're fine." Like if I, if if I if I do it every other day, it's okay for the one week, the year that you're gone. Exactly. So we do that, and while we're in line to get their hot dogs, and <laughs> Bryce says, "Oh, the bad guys came out today." <laughs> And I was like, oh, really? So I pull out my AMC app and I'm looking up AMC and the what the promenade 16 is like literally next door to this Topanga Mall. So 530, it opens like there's a 530 show, a screening. And I was like, my app's not loading. And Archie's like, I got it up. We can we can get some good seats still. So we we go over to see that. Don't know much about it. Didn't see a lot of prep for this. Didn't see a lot of lead into this. But it's a really, really good heist movie. The bad guys? The bad guys. It's it's animated. It's off of a book series or a book, a famous book. Okay. And they do not waste any energy on naming the characters. The characters are Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Shark, Mr. Piranha, and Miss, Miss Tarantula. 
So <laughs> you can guess what these characters are because they are just their namesakes. They are just like the animals or this. And they are basically. Okay. Okay. We are robbers because the world thinks we're bad guys. So like piranhas get a bad name because people right. think of piranhas for being piranhas. So therefore piranhas are piranhas. So we're, we're just going to, we're just going to be bad because we're the bad. We're always considered the bad guys. So we're going to we're going to steal things and we're going to do bad things in this movie. So basically, it just becomes this this Ocean's Eleven with animals. And it's just so much fun. Sounds sounds amazing. Uh, But it was amazing. It was so well done and just so unexpected. And and it's so funny that the main character, Mr. Wolf, like he goes to talk to the governor or whatever. The governor is like this hot fox. And and he's like trying to schmooze her. And uh, she what does she say? She says, don't Clooney me <laughs> like, like, you're, like you're trying to be George Clooney. You're trying to be all smooth. So it's total. It's it's an Oceans movie through and through. Miss Tarantula is played by Aquafina, who's in Oceans 8, you know, as, as the, you know, as a, as a, one of the criminals in Oceans 8. Right. So it, it follows. It, it tracks. It's a great movie. Great fun. I think Audrey enjoyed it more than she thought she would. She's like, I just want to, I'll just go sneak into Batman while you guys are watching this for two hours and just watch Batman in the theater. I'm like, no. Batman? Yeah, because she was going to go, she just wanted to go see the Batman again, like, rather than go see this movie. Still, It's still in the theater? I think so. It might be. What? That's insane. Anyway, so there's the last thing. Since you you gave us the last thing. All right, man. All right. Well, let's get the hell out of here because I had way too much beer and it's time to uh, do an after show conversation. So I know one of these days we got to record the after show conversations as like a Patreon bonus or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we set up our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) If ever. Right. Yes. I don't know. I'm wishful thinking. So see you next week. Bye. Okay. Later, man. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.